You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four, plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15-year-old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. I'm Stephanie Springer, and this is just a solo episode with me today. Stace and I are going to mix in some mini episodes where we each take a turn talking about either something that's just unique to us or reading something that we've written. And today I'm going to share an old piece of mine, one of my favorite stories that I wrote um, over, it took me like a year or so to write it. And it was published in Mother Magazine, M-U-T-H-A. I'll link to them in the show notes because they're one of my favorites. And I also read it and listened to your mother, Boulder, last year. And the reason I wanted to share this one with you today is because it's uniquely about the back to school experience. And that's what Stacy and I were talking about last week. Our episode was about trading one set of stressors for another when you return to school, like you think you're going to have all this time and it's going to be so great and you're going to take really good care of yourself and you're going to be super productive and then like it just doesn't turn out that way. And this piece, I started writing it when my youngest daughter was in third grade and now she's in sixth, so it's been a while. And then I set it down and kind of came back to it again and reworked it after the pandemic shut down because of course we had this whole period of time when the kids weren't going to school and we didn't have an after-school transition and we didn't have back-to-school drama. Um, And it was just like a really interesting juxtaposition. So one of the themes we've explored lately on this show is how to be okay when your kids aren't okay. And sort of another way to, to phrase that, I think, is just how to not be totally pulled under by your kids and I think especially when, when it's back to school and whether you're working or not working, you're, you're home, you're without them for seven hours and then you're with them, it's like, how do you kind of stay strong and like be sort of self-contained when all of a sudden you've got this rush of your kids back at the end of the day, right? And that that reunion can be so intense because it's like, no matter what you did during the day, it's going to be sort of um, overshadowed by by being with them and by being in their presence. And like, how do you kind of stand in your own strength and uh, just wholeness when you're back with your kids at the end of the day without just like getting totally sucked in to whatever it is that they've been going through, right? And I still brace myself for those transitions when they get home at the end of the day. 
I've been trying to sort of find my own way and find my own sense of peace. Okay, so I'm going to read this story for you guys now. Greeting my kids after school is like a bucket of cold water. So apparently there's this trend called the cold plunge that's become popular. You guys have probably heard of it, even if you don't live right next door to Boulder, Colorado, the woo-woo wellness capital of the world like I do. Maybe you saw Zac Efron do it in that one episode of his Netflix show. It's sort of like the polar plunge, except spiritual, apparently, and cleansing. Basically, after spending most of your day in pleasant and comfortable conditions, you plunge your body into freezing cold water and then hang out there for a while. So that's how I feel when I greet my children after school. Like, here I've been, working in my bed for the last four hours straight, in complete silence, without any human interaction. My brain is focused on my own work, which I enjoy. And aside from what my friend Shannon calls the perpetual negotiations happening inside my head, I am calm. Then shit, it's 3.42 and time to walk to the bus stop to greet my daughter. I mentally psych myself up to ditch my work brain and, say it with me, be present with my child. Of course I can. Of course I want to. I shake off the flurry of words and emails and spreadsheets and the thoroughly and inexplicably ravaged kitchen that filled my afternoon. I am so ready to shut off my thoughts and be with my child. And then plunge. There I am, with her, devoured and eclipsed by her. She is a tsunami. I had almost forgotten how hard it was. For most of the past year, there were no morning drop-offs or afternoon pickups. We traded the dreaded rushing and busyness of our lives for the suspended reality of life at home, together, all the time. If our usual after-school pickup reunion feels like a bucket of cold water, I can only characterize the 2020-21 hellscape as one long, tepid bath, perhaps in a sewer. But I suppose we at least got used to it after a while. After spending so many months together with boundaries evaporating and transitions melting into an amorphous glob of half-assed meals, tasks, and subpar hygiene routines, I honestly didn't remember what it was like to endure the usual afternoon transition. But within two days of the new school year, the memories came crashing back with the added intensity of 17 more months of hormones and complex emotions. It's fall 2019, another lifetime. My husband, just home from work, meets us at the bus stop. Our third grader is skipping ahead of us, singing and kicking rocks, so I take the opportunity to say, Hey, hubby, did I tell you that... And she immediately cuts me off, apparently feeling a pressing urge to share with me that she is now a self-taught lasso aficionado. The conversation does not end with this information, and she continues on so loudly and with such great enthusiasm and strong-winded verbosity that I can barely fathom that just minutes ago I was completely alone. This whole cryotherapy thing is supposed to be very cleansing and healthy for you, something about cellular regeneration. That may be true for the literal cold plunge, but as for the metaphorical one, it's a hard no for me. The cold immersion of my daily transitions with my daughters is far from refreshing. It raises my blood pressure and releases my profanity valve every single time. Some days I go straight from work, grocery shopping, and putting dishes away to, I had the worst day ever. What was wrong with it? Everything. Followed by backpack slinging, tears, crumpled homework assignments, and a combination of emotional and physical mess that threatens to swallow me. About a month before the pandemic shut down, I spent a few rare hours with a friend on a Monday evening. As soon as I returned home, 
Sadly, just in time for this shit show that is bedtime, I was met by a freezing cold tidal wave of complaints. My nose is stuffy, my oldest lamented. My leg hurts and my arms both hurt. And look, my hair is all tangled and I didn't lay my clothes out, my youngest bald. Zero seconds. That's what I had between thought-provoking discussion in the heated seats of my friend's SUV and the cold plunge into my children's presence. I expected this violent jolt to the nervous system when I was raising babies and toddlers, but I had no idea it would persist, stretching well into the parenting tweens and teens years. I work part-time, which I characterize as the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. Weaving partial career time and partial kid time into every week means there are a shit ton of daily transitions, a marathon of cold water plunges. And yet, shockingly, years later, even entry into the, oh my god, I have my life back era I had heard so much about back when I was lugging around a car seat with leaky boobs and a stretched out tank top, I still find the sudden transition to being with my children incredibly fucking jarring. Take, for instance, the segue from work day to alone time in the car with my teenager, who is one of those blessed suburban myth children who actually tells her mother everything. I adore this. I am grateful for this. But the dive into the waters of high school, friendship drama, self-doubt, and academic stress is taxing, and I find myself pulled under into her struggles, and yes, I realize the word for this is enmeshment, and yes, I am working on boundaries, sheesh. Even though I brace myself for the impact of my daughter's need for me at the end of the day, it frequently knocks me down. Are there people out there who gracefully transition to this after-school crappy hour? Maybe this is why edibles were invented. It's hard as a highly sensitive ENFJ, Myers-Briggs people, where you at, to downshift from my tightly wound thought to the visceral, demanding world of my gorgeous, complex, noisy, expressive daughters. August 2021 marked the first time in 17 months that I dropped both girls off at school five days a week, leaving me alone with my thoughts, my work, my house, and my dog to retrieve them seven hours later. Surely, even if the return to regular in-person school structure and socialization turned out to be an emotional disaster, I could handle it with grace after that much time alone. Clearly, I overestimated my ability to modulate this return to daily transitions. On the second day of school, I enjoyed brunch with a friend, including a delightful alcoholic concoction called the Mule Mosa, and then went on to have an acupuncture massage. In short, it was a most decadent celebration of their return to school. I should have been refreshed enough to navigate the tears and meltdowns with finesse and zen-like immovability. Listener, I was not makes me question whether I am cut out for this. It makes me wonder why it's so hard for me to switch gears and be present and turn off the frenetic thoughts buzzing in my brain whenever my girls and I are reunited. Perhaps we who dwell inside our own heads, you know, the tightly wound anxiety types, do better with a lazy river style experience than a full-on cold plunge. Maybe that will always be my struggle, to find a way to gracefully flow into my children and back into myself with less of a cliff-diving nervous system response. Or maybe before I dip myself into that cold tub, I'll take a nice deep breath or an edible. Okay, so <laughs> there you guys have it. So as I said, the last time I worked on that piece as a whole was a year ago. And there are some things that are different now, some things that are better, and some of it is just sort of evergreen. 
And I think that as parents, you know, our progress, the journey we have is not linear, right? Like maybe we, you know, two steps forward, one step back, we get better at something and worse at something else. Um, You know, to use more water metaphors, just sort of constantly riding those waves. And I think one thing I have improved um, as we transition into this school year, which is sort of a dumb thing to say, it's been a whole month, but yeah, I feel like it takes that long to transition. Um, Anyway, but since Stacy and I were talking last week, especially when your kids have those big transitions, like with hers starting preschool and kindergarten, and I have a daughter who's in middle school for the first time, so another big transition. And one of the things we're working on is her, you know, advocating for herself and dealing with teachers directly. I'm not talking about, you know, catastrophic stuff where it's necessary for me to be involved, but, um, you know, just those little nudges like, okay, this one's for you. Um, I shouldn't rush in on this. And, you know, in my essay, I talked about boundaries and enmeshment. It's really hard to remember where they end and you begin sometimes. And I think maybe I've gotten better at the awareness of that, maybe even more theoretically than actually in practice. But as I'm encouraging her to seek out what's hers and what's hers to sort through, that also means that I need to sort through, you know, what's mine and, and what isn't. And again, I think that's an evergreen thing. I'm sure my own parents deal with that with adult children, like, hey, this is Stephanie's crisis. You need to relax. Um my neighbor said this to me years ago. I probably mention it all the time because I think about it all the time. His mantra with his teenager was, your emergency is not my emergency. And I was like, uh, ha ha, funny. Like, what are you talking about? All of their emergencies are mine. But again, it's, um, it's like that finding a way to be okay when your kids aren't. And at the very least, I think maybe the progress is just a little bit less of that cliff diving nervous system thing um you know we get a little bit better every year that we practice this and the more aware we are and sometimes i think you know even though it's such a relief to be done with uh, the intensity of that pandemic lockdown in those early days um there was something lovely about the lack of transitions um, especially for those of us who have that extra sensitivity or maybe our tempers run hot or we're just, I don't know, more easily activated in that sense. Um, but that's it's something I'm working on. And um, even when we have those days where it's like we've done everything right in terms of taking care of ourselves, like like the acupuncture massage and the mule mosa, like sometimes no matter how great we take care of ourselves, that that end of the day transition is still just going to fucking clobber us. And, you know, it, it's going to happen. So good luck out there with, with your transition to the school year for those of you who have um, kids in school still. And thanks for listening. We'll have kind of a traditional episode with a really cool new guest next week. And then periodically, we're just going to give you guys these little tidbits of stories um, that are mine and that are Stacy's. Um you know, just mixing it up. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week on the Mother Plus Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. We cannot believe how many people out there are listening and loving our message. It's honestly a total, it's a dream come true for me and Steph. And we are just so grateful for all of you and for your views and comments and emails and we wanted to make something for you to thank you and keep the momentum going it's called the permission slip as in you have permission to pursue acting 
You have permission to pursue writing. You have permission to pursue hot air ballooning if that's your thing. This guide is to help you find the other side of your plus. In it, we will help you dive into who you were before you became a mom and in turn, plan out the woman you want to become now that you are. It's so good, guys. We spent so much time on this. It's got everything you need to know to get your wheels turning. And most importantly, it also gives you practical steps you need to take to actually pursue your passions, even if you still have kids in diapers. All of this is available to you for free. You just have to visit motherplusser.com forward slash permission hyphen slip. That's motherplusser.com forward slash permission hyphen slip to download it. We hope that just by taking this one little step for yourself, it will put you on the path to find the thing that lights you up again. Go get it, Mother Plusers. We'll see you next time.